right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the So Baseball podcast. Today, our five hosts, Sasha, Kevin, Ab, Dave, and Ross, have a scintillating discussion of the week's events and preview all the upcoming action. Lee Doma's coming down to the wire. And oh, yeah, the football. Enjoy the show, you wonderful listeners. That's So Baseball. Hey, I'm here. Aber. Yo. How's it going? Good. Just uh, had a nice day at the course. Our threesome won our match. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So that was good. So you got your 10 bucks? I got uh, my 10 bucks back and another 10. Beautiful. All right. Well, don't spend it all in one place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yeah. this was the famed um, yellow ball tournament oh yeah and i was going really well until it was my turn to hit the yellow ball it was about my fourth yellow ball and uh dunked one in the water which hole one south did we play that over the weekend yeah that's the one that goes over the creek right right next to the driving range yeah. So you I what? Did, you just topped it or something? No, I hit the second shot in the lake. <laughs> I yanked one. Oh no! Yeah, but we won anyway. Okay, so, so the yellow since you were the yellow ball and you had to use your score and then you went in the water, you probably ended up with like a six, right? Well, what happens is we we play points. Well, here's the other rule. If you lose the yellow ball, like you go in the water, right? If you, if you can't find it and get it out and play it, then you're you're out of the hole because you can't hit the yellow ball because it's gone. Oh Jesus. So I got so but we play we play Stableford, which is a point system. Two points for a par, one for a bogey. Oh, I see. Three for a birdie. Double bogey zero, so I t- had to take a zero. I see. So, so that's the, about as worse as you can do. Yeah, you can't really lose anything. Yeah. Okay. So that. So what do you just get another yellow ball? Yeah, we had three yellow balls given to us. Um, to our listeners who who live and die for this content, Ab and I did golf together on Saturday. We had a wonderful outing in San Diego in the drizzle. And uh, we actually scooped out a few balls of the lake that were yellow. So I wonder if you used any of those that we rescued. Well, they gave us three yellow balls. So when we started oh, okay. the match. I gotcha. So we didn't have to use any of the ones we scooped out. Nice. Um, we still haven't quite figured out why there were so many balls there right for the picking up against the the edge of the lake there. Usually people are poaching those. Well, you know why? Because the water was clear that day. And the, the last couple times I've played, the water's been cloudy. Hey, Sasha. What's up? Hey, Not buddy. much. Cheap date. I will tell you right now, this is the finest orange juice you can get with pulp. <laughs> we got pulp in there? Pulp. Okay. Okay. You got pulp. I take it back. <laughs> 
Are you sure you want to combine orange juice and wasabi peas? That might be like Diet Coke and Skittles. <laughs> the people, the people on here don't know what we're talking about because they didn't have the, the yeah. messages we were sending. We were all sending our beverages that we're having while we're having the podcast. Ross had a nice uh, Irish, Irish whiskey. whiskey. I had a Manhattan and Sasha had a glass of orange juice. And, and wasabi peas, yes. And wasabi peas. <laughs> and Kevin, welcome aboard. What are you drinking tonight? Red Bull. Oh, oh, there you go. Keep you up. It's been that bad, huh? It's been a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you're working on a highly secretive uh, winter project that you do every year. Like um, you help with the kind of... Uh, what is that kind of a corporate uh, video, year-end video for a, an exclusive, not-to-be-named tech company? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a sales meeting for their upcoming year to get them all ready to go. It's a hype video. It, it's more like Shogun Warrior. It's like a miniseries. <laughs> okay, well, sounds good. Well, while we have you here, yeah, I want to welcome everybody back. We're gonna we're gonna have Dave here in a moment. But uh, when, once he is here, we will have our full panel. Um, and I'm really excited to, to have all of us together. And we've got an exciting weekend of NFL football coming up and games to wrap up uh, from last weekend. But uh, in, in, uh, I, we have some housekeeping items before we get started with that. I did manage to get my refund from StubHub for the $500 they owed me for the canceled UCLA Cal Poly game. After 31 days, they finally came through and got me the money. So that has been resolved. Wow, those must have been good seats. <laughs> well, it was 10 tickets. Oh, 10 tickets. Oh. Okay. It was going to be me, Wendy, Greg, Marissa, Dave, Ash, and the kids. I mean, we had Binder. We had the whole crew going. Oh, and you had the got... whole online system to go in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bought all the tickets on StubHub so that we could get them all together and then, you know, Omicron, yada, yada. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Who wants to tell me uh, what happened in the NFL playoffs this weekend? I think Kev should what? start since he missed out last time. Yeah, oh. go ahead, Kev. Yeah, no, no problem. I did get to watch the games. I think most of the games. I think by uh, Sunday night, I wasn't really too interested in the Steelers, but – um, yeah, what a weekend. I mean, first of all, you had the, the Raiders, uh, Bengals game, I think was the first one. And, uh, that one went down to the wire. I mean, the Raiders were what, like six yards short, seven yards at the end of the game. Right. So, um, first Bengals playoff win since 1991 or something, some like 30 years <laughs> years ago I know. yeah like that so so good for it's them been a I bit mean, of a drought for them yeah and they're I, lo I love their quarterback joe he's like he he's kind of a uh you know he's having a great time and so we'll see what happens with them moving forward because now they have to face um the titans who had a week off so mm -hmm. so that and that took care of the raiders the raiders story came to an end which you know considering they lost their coach like after a few weeks and then they had the, their special teams coach take over um, you know, they they did pretty well down the stretch to get into the playoffs. So, so um, good for them. Um, yeah. The you know, and then just to, to recap, I mean, most of the games 
they were okay, uh, you know, but there were there were a few blowouts that you kind of kind of predicted, um, and except for my team. Forty nine. Well, yeah, that one came down to the wire. Who were the only road team to win the whole weekend? Is um, that right? All the other, yeah, because all the division teams, all the division winners won their game, right? Right. So, um, uh, so the the three home teams, um, so they all won, and all the wild card teams in the AFC lost, and two lost in the NFC, except for the Forty ers who had an amazing game themselves for like at least the first three quarters. And, and then they held on in the end and, and with all the craziness in that game, which you could spend an hour talking about that game because uh, the, the, the penalties that the Cowboys racked up were just insane. I think they had like 14 penalties in that game. And a lot of them were just like self-starters, like before right. the snap. So Self-sabotage. And just lack like of discipline. I, I have to say the 49ers show a lot of discipline in their play and also in a lot of the, the things. I know Garofalo it turned out that supposedly he had a shoulder injury in the second half, which could have led to some of his really bad throws. But, um, but still, historically, he doesn't do very well in the second half or fourth quarter. Hello, Super Bowl Chiefs. Um, so anyway, it was, uh, it was an amazing game. I mean, I was able I, – I, I turned off the phone and I – focus as much for that game so I could have some escape. Yeah. And it truly was a game of the past. You know, it was like a great, like just craziness. And then all that stuff that happened at the end, it was kind of funny because there we were game five of the divisional series against the Dodgers and the game ends on a check swing, right? That we know was on a check swing. <laughs> oh, that was, and here was we go with the, the referee, the referee having, <laughs> having to touch the ball, right? <laughs> It wasn't his fault, though. It wasn't his no, fault. No, I know. I'm not saying it was his fault. That was the rules. Like, they, they put the ball down there, and he yeah. ran up yeah. the field and yeah. tried to get in between them to at least touch it and, yeah. and to get it back in play. They, they're, yeah. they're the ones who screwed it up. It's I funny. know. But then what I'm saying is it just it's just funny. Like, here we were. Our last uh, – my last playoff excursion in San Francisco was that game with the with – the, Giants Dodgers where you had the umpire involved, you know, and then you have this game where again, it's kind of, it's not that they, like you said, they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, the Cowboys are the ones that screwed up. Like Dak should have handed the ball to a referee. Like you see on every play like that, every player does that. He just didn't do it. Well, did you hear the explanation, Kev? No, I, I, a little bit. Well, according to the commentators, you know, the receivers and the backs and all those guys always, end up with the ball and they always are taught to hand it right to the ref. Right. But because, you know, the quarterback had it, he wasn't thinking fast enough or he wasn't trained to, you know, yeah. give it to the ref. So he just gave it to the center. Yeah, no. And, and that's, he should have the... just done what the, you know, what the receivers do. Exactly. And that, and that, that's just the, but I've seen, I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks hand it to the referee as well. Right. Yeah. Um, They're in the moment and there was a lot of weirdness. I mean, the call itself was kind of weird because uh, first of all, why weren't the 49ers protecting the the lines before that point? But then all of a sudden they put the, the protection on the, on the out of bounds. And that's why they called the run play. But, 
calling a run play with 14 seconds with no timeouts is that's that was too just, risky. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's kind of suicide almost because because you really you're you're all of a sudden giving up the control of something. So yeah, they they actually mentioned that in the Bill Simmons podcast because like one of his friends is a Dallas um, fan, and they said that it's just like usually if it's 18 seconds or less, yeah. you can't get away with that. And yeah. like just by that fact, they they fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Said it was too risky. Like you didn't have enough time to do it, and then you still screwed it up. You know what I mean? It's just like, like what were they thinking? Like, yeah, I know. They could have stopped it and had two chances to throw the ball into the end zone, right? Just like you're not going to get any closer. So what does it matter? Like you got to. I think they were thinking that they're going to give us this much space in the middle of the field, right? Um, Let's. We definitely can hurry and get it down there, and we can spike it. And get one more playoff. Um, they so probably they could thinking, have if they would have done it correctly. Yeah, but but yeah, and my my question there is like, well, if he can, if he can run it up the middle, he could have thrown it up the middle, and if he threw it up the middle, at least he'd have more. It'd be faster, right? Because the ball yeah. travels faster in the air than him running it, and then maybe they'd have more time to do it. You know, like, um, but it either way, it was risky because they they're they're down by a touchdown or six points. Right. So you got to, I would just think if you got 14 seconds, like you were just saying two plays towards the end zone, you're now in close, right? You're close. So yeah. either go towards the end zone or go deep down the sidelines. Not, yeah. You, you might know. get an interference call. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or something, but, but just running at the middle. I mean, did, did I, my question would be, did you think he actually would score a touchdown doing that play? And if you thought that, then you're insane because right. you know what I mean. Like, there's no way he was going to get a touchdown. Well, yeah, like all that. the all the safeties and everybody who yeah. were covering the long pass would have just come right back and and tackled him. Exactly. So so you 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 know. So then you know you're setting yourself up for you got to get that ball clocked as soon as possible, and they just didn't do it. I mean, it was yeah. it was uh, it was really really um, really bad. So. But but you know what? They didn't deserve the win anyway because no, they had too many penalties. Yeah. They didn't play good anyway. No, it, they were for for a team that and and it this that game really leads to what we've been talking about all along and on these these podcasts is that the parity right like usually a team with that kind of record and winning the division should dominate and play very well and they didn't they they. Um, and it's it's really funny because if you go back a week earlier, I think the Cowboys were playing like second. Who are they? I forget who they were playing, but oh, they were playing the Eagles, who weren't playing any starters because they had already clinched a position. Right. And they and the Cowboys ran up fifty one points. Like it just didn't seem like the strategy, whatever they were doing in that game, that didn't mean anything. They showed all their plays. Yeah. Now they, let me ask you guys something. While I have you all here. Um, uh, as a as a um, you know someone who's sort of refocused on this stuff only this season, they used to have two teams get a buy in the first week per conference, and now only one team is getting. Which means that teams like the Steelers at nine, seven, and one, uh, or teams like the Eagles at nine yeah. and eight are getting into the playoffs. Yeah. This might account for some of the blowouts. Is some, some yes. of the, this this extra game that we're having, where the the uh, second best team in the entire conference is now playing a, a wild card game, um, so 
you know, it, was this a mistake? Is this, uh, was this a good idea or not? It's all about the money. <clears throat> yeah. So, it, it, so I mean, I, I didn't watch all of the games, but I mean, for, for those that did, I mean, it, it, when I, I was hearing a lot of people say afterwards that a lot of these games were not close after the second, second quarter. Right, so to, that just makes like for boring football, right? Yeah. These games are close. Like the, the the Niners and the Cowboys are are definitely the exception. But you look at like all these other games, like it, it really wasn't close. No, I mean, what, what's you, the point? I, I guess they're making money, but it's just like, I mean, remember last week? I, I remember this. Like we're just like, well, who do you like? What do you think is going to be an interesting game? And I think a lot of us like looking at the matchups and just like, eh. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I think the games that did play out the way they played out were kind of, you know, expected. There were two games that were were close, the Raiders, Bengals and Niners, Cowboys. And I I think, you know, just in terms of level, I think the 49ers record really doesn't show how how good of a team they they are down the stretch and how unlucky they were earlier in the year. They lost some games that were fairly close and, and could have been won. Um, so there was, there was a bit of that going on. The Cardinals obviously were on a downhill slide from about mid season or, or three quarters. Right. And, but I, I agree, Ross, I think you're hitting a really good point there that the Steelers and the Eagles should not have been in the playoffs. Yeah. They're not. And the Kansas city chiefs at 12 and five should not have had to even play a game this week. They should have had a buy under the old system as well. But having said that, the Kansas City Chiefs, the the 15 minutes that I saw was like watching a ballet. I mean, yeah, Mahomes is like the most exciting player I've seen in decades. Yeah, yeah, it's and you ha- and also I mean the, the the Patriots, you know, record wise were there, but but offensive wise, you know, you know, once they go down, they're down, right? They're not going to come mm-hmm. back with that offense. Right. Their 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 key is to play tough defense and then run the ball. So, um, but once you start losing, then you know. And the Bills had like a perfect game, like literally, like a baseball perfect game. They scored a touchdown, I think, on every yeah. possession except the last one. Yeah, that's incredible. So they got um, some good matchups. So look. Well, the ahead. games this week are going to be yeah. good. Yeah, the no, games this week. I was hoping my brother games. would have joined by now, but since uh, right. he hasn't, we'll have to circle back. But just to bring you all up to speed, we've got um, an exciting, what we're calling the divisional round this weekend. Cincinnati goes to Tennessee. Kev's beloved Niners go to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold, too. L.A. will travel to Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And Buffalo will play at Kansas City, which I think is going to be the the matchup of the weekend. If maybe maybe not, I mean, the, do the Niners have a chance? I know I just laid a lot on you there. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Especially they've got a big team. chance. They've got a huge chance. Dave, thank you. Dave, I'm that sorry. That was the safety everybody. blitz. That was a safety <laughs> blitz by Dave there. By the way, I'm really sorry for being late, but I had to jump in there. I yeah. think the Niners are going to win. I think so. Too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I already yeah. said I don't think so. Yeah. I, th- I, I think just they're hope peaking so. at the right time. They're the team yeah. playing hot. I, I think. I think they're playing. They're playing as a as a unit as well. Um, and the one thing, if you looked at the game against the Cowboys, they had very little penalties, um, and 
and uh, the injuries could c- catch up to them. But I, I think they're the one team that the pack, I, the Packers would have loved to have the Cowboys come into town or, or the Rams, you know, um, I think the 49ers pose some things. I mean, the 49ers offense, at least on the scripted plays at the start of the game are almost unstoppable. I think so too. It, they're the textbook example of the team. Nobody wants to see right now. Yeah. You know, like they're hot. Yeah. They got nothing to lose. They've already won a game in the playoffs. You know, Green Bay's been sitting around, you know, uh, twiddling their thumbs, you know? Yep. They're the floor of the Marlins of football. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Two, two World Series wins, not a division win, I think, on both of those. They were wild card, and they well, were the hottest to, team. To keep some baseball related to this, because like, like, a lot of times in baseball, when you get to the thing where – you know, they, they win a, a series quickly or they have a bye. Yeah. So a lot of times that team's at an advantage because they're, they're not playing for a week, right? Yeah. So does that really translate right. to football? Like, I don't know. No, fo- like- football, I think football's better if you get the week off because it's so right. much more physical. Right. And, but, but oh, absolutely. I, I still think, I think, you know, I just, I just think this 49er team is, is they, they play so well as a unit, you know, and, um, and if they lose, they lose. But I think the Packers are, you know, the Packers have lost two straight championship games, right? And one of those was to the 49ers. Um, They've and... lost the last three times they played the 49ers, Kev. Oh, well, no, they beat the 49ers this year. No, but I mean in the playoffs. Oh, the playoffs, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was at that Kaepernick game when he ran like the crazy, like 168 yards. All right. Um but, well, it's but really, it's really clear that yeah, the Packers won, but the score was thirty to twenty-eight. So. Right, it was it was a really close game, and and okay. and they gave thirty seconds to Rodgers to get the field goal or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and um, so but it, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting on on so many levels. I even it, depending on what the 49ers injuries thing is, I mean that's that's going to be the thing. But I still think this team is playing as a as a solid unit. And um, they they won't they won't beat themselves. Let's put it that way. I agree nice. with that. And and the other thing is, it's hard to game plan against them because th- their their wide receivers can run the ball. Yeah. Their their running backs can catch it. I mean, that you don't even know what they're going to do. They don't even the, know what they're going to do. Their their offensive line their offensive line is insane. Like it is, they just mow people down when they run the ball. And yeah. And they're just, and they they're they're hungry. And and their defensive line, Bosa got hurt. Um, their defensive line, even without Bosa, is still pretty. That's the that will be the key if they can if they can crack and put pressure on Rodgers. Um, you know, is Bosa going to be back for the next round? I don't know yet. I haven't really. Because that could make a huge difference. It could. But... He didn't look like he got hit. I mean, he got hit hard, but I mean, it wasn't like he you know, sprained his ankle bad or hurt his shoulder bad. I mean, he just got smashed into. Like, yeah, one, one hour as, ago. As of, as of one hour ago, yeah. uh, Sports is saying that Nick Bosa is set to return to the 49ers. There we go. So, yeah. And on the New York Post has reported that Nick Bosa's girlfriend bombarded with injury questions on her Instagram. <laughs> I mean, that'll happen, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just saw a picture of that. I don't yeah. think that's 
reason why they're contacting her. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're interested in her boses. But uh, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Come on. Now while while I have you here, um that's I, the end I'm of a family here. program. Yeah, this is not, the sponsors are gonna be killing chat. Ross on Come that. Knock on your door. <laughs> no, but uh but um I'm planning for later this week, and it's already Wednesday, so I got to get my act together. Um, I'm I'm planning on interviewing a couple of folks about um, opposition fandom. So um, a friend of Wendy's, Christina, is a is a huge Niners fan. She grew up in Burlingame. She's just like wearing the the red and gold all over town, and she just recently moved to Austin, Texas. So last weekend she was. Um, she was just surrounded with Cowboys fans while trying to root for her Niners um, and mm. being the, the lone, the lone Niners fan in a, in a Dallas town, Dallas state. And then bringing on uh, for this upcoming weekend, we've got the legendary big daddy to talk about being a green Bay fan in amongst the Niners fans for next week. So we're going to be talking about people who, and Dave, maybe you want to talk about being a Padres fan in LA or something like that. Um, oh God, so, I'd love sort to. of a sports special where you're like surrounded by the enemy uh, and what that does to you as a fan. I, we know Big Daddy can can hang; he's been doing it for years. But uh, you know, uh, we're going to do this cultural podcast, and any of you who who have a take on this or want to join, um, I'll, I'll give you a heads up when we're going to record. But uh, um, if you have a if you have a take. On, uh, on opposition this, fandom. I do. This from a steno pool. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> clicking. <laughs> I know, Dave. <laughs> Dave's what? Trying to work. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm pacing around my house. The dogs are making noise, not me. Who's Who's typing? That was it me. I Kevin. take full responsibility. Okay, no worries. We're glad you're here, and we know you're slamming. It was a legal matter. I had to deal with it right it's away. It's all good. It's all good, and I'm probably it, getting a bunch of emails that it I'm was a le- It was a legal matter. I had to take care of right away. Um, <laughs> so are we done with NFL? Uh, what about the other to... games? What about the other yeah. games? Let's get – We got I haven't seen the... We got Niners Packers. Now we're going to move on to Bengals Titans. I have not seen the Titans play all year, so – I think Henry's back. Somebody say something about him. The running back has been hurt for the last. Hen- Henry's Henry's fifty fifty. He's probably coming back, but no yeah. one knows how effective it'll be. Um, the Titans are in a good position because all they need to do is win two home games, and they're at the Super Bowl. So that's exciting for them, right. you know. And one of them is the Bengals, who have already kind of overachieved by winning a playoff game this this year. So they are probably like, you know, they're not going to be um, maybe as eager to, to, to go out there and prove anything because they already sort of have. Yep. So I think the Titans take this one pretty handily. Um, they're well-rested. They, you know, they game plan well. So I think the Titans have that one. And then um, the Rams, the, uh, the Rams, Tampa Bay should be, should Tampa be good. Bay, that'll and... be a good one. That's going to be a good one. I, yeah. Um, you know, well, the Rams the, could win it, I think, but I never bet against Brady myself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They've been yeah. a little bit dysfunctional, but he, you know, 
like you said, don't bet against them. They got to play like last week and get a couple big breaks like that, you know, a couple interceptions and pick six. And I, I think it's interesting, though, like there's a couple of potential matchups there. I think everyone's probably thinking, OK, the Buccaneers win and then they go to Green Bay to play the Packers. Right. Like that's the kind of expectation. Right. But if for somehow the 49ers win and if somehow the Rams win, that game's going to L.A. for the for the that's pretty uh, great for the championship. And then the winner stays right there and plays the Super Bowl. And you know, I, I will have to say, I, I'm because, and I don't watch that much, uh, that many Lions games, but I know that Matthew Stafford has been with the Lions for yeah. so long on just like really bad teams. Yeah, I, it's it's actually, and I, so I watched the highlights of that game. They played really well, and like there was like, I felt really great for him. It's just like you know what yeah. I mean. It's like what a career change, right? It's just like he goes from. The, the Lions are just—I don't know why—they can just never be, you know, a, a better than a mediocre team. But I mean, he played really well. They played really well. They're a great team. I think it's just really exciting. That, that, there's a good story there, right? Because like, yeah. what a what a pivot to his career just by like uh, moving to a different team. It's like really great for him and a good story. But, but Tom Brady is going to be tough to beat. I think I, I do think it's going to be tough for him to beat him. So yeah, I well, think now the Bills the... Chiefs is going to be the game of the week i think so too yeah and uh, I, will, I will also note that odell beckham jr had 40 yards of passing in that game for the Rams. right <laughs> right yeah, yeah he's made that pass well that's what i was gonna say that now is the time where all those things the rams did you know bringing in von miller getting you know odell beckham you know now's when it's paying off hopefully because they've got these extra weapons to play with whereas tampa bay their big gamble on Antonio Brown flamed out in a wonderful way. Wow. So, that, so yeah. that's done. They, their best running back is injured. So it's one of those things where, you know, six weeks ago, this game was, you know, uh, starting to take shape a little bit. And I think the Rams could take it because of their, like, forward-thinking moves that they did a while back. Could be yeah. the difference maker. I don't know. I still think I still think um, the Buccaneers have something going on, and and they're at home. Yeah, but I, I just I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, it'll we'll be inter- I think it'll be we'll interesting. See. I think I think actually that game will also be a very highly contested game. Um, I think now they'll... it's weird that that game starts at noon Pacific, uh, so yeah. the Rams are going to be like jet lagged. You know. Got to show up at the stadium probably like 6 a.m. They're going to have like a 4.30 wake-up call. Like That's the a good Rams point. are going to be like like walking dead. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, and so I guess and you take that to the 49ers, they're playing their game at 2, 2.15. <laughs> no, I guess it's, it's two hours to Green Bay, so 3.15. Yeah. It's but, a 5.15 um, Pacific kickoff for the Niners, yeah, which is yeah. much kinder. Yeah, well, it's a Saturday game, so they have one less game. But um, – and the Packers have had time off. So, and that's, that's, that's an actually, that's an interesting thing too, is that, so the way it's seated is both teams that had the two, the week, two weeks off, you know, week off had is, are, are hosting the game on Saturday. Yes. So, so the team that has the quick turnaround is playing the well-rested team. Right. And the, the team, games. yeah. 
So, um, yeah. Well, I think Tampa's only three point three point favorite. Yeah, and the Rams are hard to to figure out where they're at. I mean, or who they are. I think they're because they they put so many new players on that team like midway through the season, and they started to gel there towards the end. Niners beat them uh, to get you know into the into the playoffs, but um, you know we'll see we'll see what team shows up because the Cardinals. I mean, God bless them, but they just. They just seem to lose all their win. Like they were like the best team, like a mid season, I think. And th- right. by the end of the year, yeah, they, were they just, faded. Like they to... were just winded. Yeah. You know, flamed out. <laughs> yeah, like just, just well, they didn't have like uh, Hopkins. Cheap... They lost Hopkins. Yeah. No, you they're know? just they, but they Injury just look gassed. I mean, also Murray. I mean, playing that kind of football for now seventeen games, um, that's a lot of. That, you know, because earlier in the year, I, I was saying to a buddy of mine who actually lives in Phoenix, but he's a Bills fan. I was saying to him, I said, you know, the Cardinals play like a college football team. They play this very like, uh, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, just in a way that it's very like fast paced and they're just throwing the ball over, you know, like there's college teams that throw the ball and, uh, and run the ball like with sprint outs. Um, and it, it, I just think they got tired. Like, I just don't think they could sustain it. Huh. So. Um, and so, so the Rams beat that team. So I'm, I'm still suspicious of the Rams. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, I'll get my picks. What about Buffalo? Okay. We have one more game to do. One more game to cover. Sorry. I'm going to go with Buffalo on that, even though they're away. Yeah. I love Mahomes, but I think he can have one bad game and this might be it. Yeah. I, I, I think I, you know, I'm I'm rooting for uh, the State Farm ends right here weekend. But... <laughs> but don't you, Kev? Don't you love the commercial where he's at the shoe store at like the Foot Locker? Well, and sort takes, of. I mean, and he takes the shoes back. He says, "Yeah, give me those." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say that whatever who's who, whichever acting coach they're providing to the two players, um, Mahomes is doing a much better job than. Oh, than he's Rogers. so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he he has a lot of personality. It's because his father played baseball, but he's got um, a baseball background. That's yeah, exactly he's got a baseball right. dad. He's a shortstop. Come on, we know that. But um, but yeah, it's it is pretty. It's it, but it's just kind of like, it's it's a weird situation there that these two guys are like, you know, poised. You know, because you can imagine like how corporate is that if they make it to the Super Bowl and play each other. <laughs> Like, I know yeah. that would be so weird. I mean, Jake from State Farm would probably flip the, do coin. the coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, after taking Buffalo in that, I have to go with my beloved Kansas City uh, Mahomes on that one. So, I'll go. I'm going to say Kansas City uh, takes that game. I'm going to take the Rams because, uh, you know, I'm a homer and I don't care about Tampa Bay. Sorry, Karina and Molly. Uh, I'm not going with the Buccaneers. I will go with the Niners um, because, um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to win, but I want them to win. So I, I'll, I'll go Niners, and then, and then I'm going to take uh, Cincinnati for my buddy Mark Goldberg, who grew up a big Bengals fan. He was actually born during the Ice Bowl game in Cincinnati. <laughs> 
so those are my picks. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next because mine are easy. The opposite exactly of Ross. <laughs> so That's taking- mean. That's so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Titan Packers. I already I already said what I wanted. Titan yeah. Packers, Tampa Bay, and the Bills. Nice. Okay. Fair enough. Dave. Me, I, I'm going. I'm going Titans. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Niners, and I'm going Rams. Okay, you, you and I are half and half. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, doing uh, Titans, Packers, Buccaneers, and the Bills. Okay, he's picking right. one road team. He's I'm going. Gonna... He's going exactly with me. Okay, uh, Sasha. I'm going to go Bengals. Upset for Mark Colbert. And <laughs> I'm going for 49ers, of course. I think the Buccaneers are going to win. And then the last one. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a super tough one. Ooh. It's only a one-and-a-half-point game. I know. Yeah, it's it's going to be a shootout, I think. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, it's going to be a turnover game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go Bills. Yep. So Do I got, I got three road have games the kind and of one home game. <laughs> Do Buffalo have the kind of defense that can slow down Kansas City's offense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Buffalo's got a good defense. Yeah. Okay. That's the pick. Because well, Pittsburgh well, did not. They, they, they have the best defense in the NFL. So, okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, – it, it, that game is, you know, and we'll see where we're at at that point after the other three games anyway. But, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be interesting. All right. Okay. What else we got, Rossi? That concludes our NFL segment. Uh, thank you all for listening. I think we've had a good spirited discussion. So um, I'll give you a couple quick updates and then um, everybody else can jump in with their updates of the week. My beloved UCLA Bruins were back in action this week. Um, as you know, they um, lost – to the Oregon Ducks in overtime. Um, Oregon came into Poly Pavilion and played essentially a perfect game. They, um, they're a team on the rise. They shot the lights out, especially in the second half. I think they started the second half with five, f- five three-pointers made and without a miss. Um, and they, you know, they took it to my Bruins. The Bruins are a little bit kind of tired still from their long layoff from COVID. Uh, so, yeah, Bruins forced overtime, but then Oregon uh, beat them in o- overtime, and it was a great game. And, uh, you know, the coach was very critical of the team and as of himself. And uh, so that was a tough loss. But uh, then they bounced back two days later to beat Oregon State, who are not a good team. Uh, they've got some good players, but Oregon State are still a team kind of figuring it out. So the Bruins beat them. And then this weekend, uh, the Bruins travel to Utah and Colorado for our weekend series. And then looking ahead to next week, we will face number three, the undefeated Arizona Wildcats at home at Poly Pavilion on January 25th. That's a marquee game on ESPN. So mark your calendars. Uh, UCLA, Arizona face off for the first time this season on January 25th. And that's my UCLA Bruins basketball update. Nice. Nice. Great update, Ross. I'll jump in because I had a matter that I wanted to throw in there. 
Um, is this thing still on? Is it a hot mm -hmm. mic? Okay. So I want to, um, I want to say a, uh, a, a public and, and very heartfelt apology. Um, because last week or the last time we did a podcast, um, I was being a whiny bitch and, and I wanted to thank you guys for not calling me out on it. You guys were super nice. Really, really. You, you patted me. You told me it was all going to be fine. But any one of you could have said, quit being a whiny bitch. And I thank you for not doing that. But I'd like to a week later, having lost just, you know, like com completely down. I'm feeling great that I just wanted to acknowledge that that was kind of a bit over the top and, uh, you know, apologies to the, to the listeners for that one. I, I thought that's our sponsor. <laughs> the whiny bitches. <laughs> Wine insiders. Well, oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. That's a great idea. We can tie this in together. <laughs> no, Dave, I, you were not whiny. You were down, but I thought it was a great opportunity to have a conversation about the highs and lows of fandom, which I felt like we did. Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, then, then I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we did that. I, but, I, guess, uh, I, I guess this had to do with the Chargers. Oh, were you not on that one, Kev? No, no Kev wasn't here. Oh, Kev, I, I have in my own world. I didn't either, even miss you. Well, anyway, it was, you, and you never got to listen to it either, no. did you? <laughs> well, lucky you know what? You can skip even that insult. one. You can skip that one. I know. I'm offended. Now I'm gonna go um, back and listen. Now I'm interested. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is how we sell back issues. We exactly. We should charge for those back issues, Ross. Yeah. Get get all a right. paywall what, in Patreon front of Patreon only. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's Who's next? All right. I got a, a real quick. I got a real quick update on the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. They won 10 okay. in a row. They won again last night in a rout nice. over Evansville. So, um, <laughs> is that even fair? <laughs> is that a high school? That's a high school, but it was, it was kind of a throw. They did kicked they, their did ass. They play the, did they play they, basketball? Or did they they ransom, kicked their ass. They Wait a minute. They, they played a couple good games. They played Michigan State. Ooh, okay. They lost Spartans. in the last, in the oh, last but they shot. Lost, so. Yeah, they lost. Um, they've had a couple. They're they're in the top thirty. I think they're in the twenty-two or something in the nation. Yeah, they're ranked twenty-second in the nation now. Nice. So they're not too bad. They're no, number one in the Missouri conference. And I forgot what what did they say they were going to next year, Rossi? They had. Oh yeah, they're changing to a another conference next year. Yeah, I forget. I forget too. But anyway. Um, Keep an eye on the Loyola Ramblers. Well, March Madness is almost here, guys. I mean, it's only a month away, so you know. That, but we have so much conference basketball left to play. Yeah. Um, so so many good games over the next month and a half, and it looks like Loyola. If you pull it up, they have got. Uh, They're they don't play another two. ranked team. They don't play another ranked team uh, this season. That game that they lost against uh, Michigan State was, uh, or they lost to Auburn as well. But um, that they're Auburn are ranked two in the nation. Right. Um, they didn't so, get blown out either. No, no, they lost by nine points, and they lost by two points to Michigan State. 
So yep. Loyola should finish at the top of this conference and we'll have a, uh, an automatic bid into the tournament. So we'll just see how deep the Ramblers can go into the March. And, you know, and, March I, th- tournament. and I think basketball is so great because the college basketball on that level, because it's, you know, as we saw in college football, domination by, you know, teams that get all the great players. Uh, college basketball, you know, there's still an avenue there. You can have a really good team and not have all the big men or the big this or that, hot shots. You can get some great players in smaller smaller teams, so it's good. I agree. I think it's a lot more fun to watch than college football. A lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, does anyone think it's not going to be Alabama in the top four next year in Georgia? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, because that game, I just advertised, hey, come come play at our school. So yeah, all the players are like, let's go there. You know, <laughs> right? That happens in basketball too. That's the, the big, you know, chalk teams yeah, get no. the top recruits. But with with the amount of coaching at the at the college level, you yeah. can you can really put together a great team that can beat almost anybody with just like enthusiasm, effort, and good coaching. That's right, and and the little guys can do very well in college basketball. Where and. And the the smaller players don't get as recruited by the bigger teams in college basketball as much. So if you've got a, a you know pretty sharp coach who can find those players who maybe not, don't make it to the the major teams in college, you know, basketball they they can scoop them up. So because um, they can yeah. be stars on that team, you know what I mean? And and they know that that's kind of the end of the road for them anyway. They probably won't get the NBA. So right, so their players end up staying the full four years as well. Right. Yeah, they're and not it's planning more, an NBA career. Right, it's more about education and the chance to play some more basketball. You know, because they're that's kind of the end of the road. These kids who played basketball their whole life, um, you know, in in grammar school and high school and. Um, they know, you know, just because because NBA is all about size, right? For the most part, it's it's not like baseball where you know you can still make it in baseball no matter what size you are, waist or height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean posi- the positional changes between college basketball and the NBA are sort of ridiculous. Like yeah. you'll have somebody who's playing forward their entire college career, and they're like, well. Uh, if if he wants to go to um, the NBA, he's going to have to defend like a like a right. like a guard. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna have to be fast enough and quick enough to defend the other team's shooting guard. And it's yeah. like oh, forget about it. Like just the the size jump means that you your defensive responsibilities become almost untenable. Exactly. It's 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 so you get these very you know. That the college teams tend to want to get the players, you know, the players that are on a pathway even beyond college. So uh, it's it's interesting. Well, plus, you know, the basketball they pull, you know, their talent pool is the entire world now. You know, with all of the, you know, you've got Jokic and you know uh, Luca and all. You know, American football, it's still an American talent pool for the most part. You know, right. occasionally you'll have an Australian yeah. punter. You know, <laughs> yeah, or 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 you know, someone who came over here and learned football at the age of nineteen and just had a knack for it. But yeah, um, you know, it's uh, basketball. Just you, there's it's it's very competitive out there once you yeah. get in, you know, past the college level. 
Yeah, and that's that's another avenue for some of these you know players that go further on. But it's it's um, that's what that's what's great about the 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 tournament as well. You know, in basketball is it's one and done, right? So anyone can get beat, also. You know, right? Yeah, and, right. And it's so like it's best, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm seeing like abs ramblers. They'll probably come in at a nine. You know, probably win. You know, beat an eight. That'll be exciting. You know, and then they have to play a one seed, and then and then they'll have to play a one, and you know, or maybe a two, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and... they'll never get that far this year. They don't look that good to me. So they've won oh, ten really? in a row, and they robbed the pharmacy in Evansville. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> on fire! So okay, uh, okay. Real time update: They'll be moving to the Atlantic Ten Conference for next academic. Oh, year. really? Well, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that's a major conference. So they're yeah. they're going to play higher opposition, you know, better opposition, and you know, maybe it'll benefit the program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we you know, especially was it that Cincinnati team that made it to or was considered for college? So, um, you know, there's there's that's good to see. It's good to see oh, smaller schools, you know, make it in there. It's going to be a lot more travel for them. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's the crazy part for those kids in, in college. Um, that's why, you know, I think Alabama and Georgia have a lot of basket weaving courses that are <laughs> done from home or on the road. Like you can do it on the airplane. Right. All righty. Well, um, if we don't have anything else, uh, we can wrap up there. Um do we have a lockout update? So the nope. owners the owners submitted a proposal, which the players essentially laughed off. Um, and it sounds like um, the two sides are very far apart. As we get to that sort of critical point here, where if they don't start making any sort of inroads and in progress in their negotiations, we will be facing a delayed spring training and potentially losing some games off of the regular season. So. It's a it's a cloudy skies ahead for mm. Major League Baseball. I'm sorry, Ross. Boo! I know. Right. Well, give us a one minute update on the Dominican League. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Okay. Well, you don't look way to ask. You have to bring it up. All right, I got to get going. I said one minute. Oh. I meant thirty seconds. So, uh, as you know, we have the Gigantes de Cebao up there in the north of the Sabao province of the Dominican Republic, taking on Estrellas Orientales out there in the far eastern part in uh, San, San Pedro de Macariz. It's a seven-game series. Estrellas won the first game in a walk-off. Then the series shifted to to Sibao, uh, where the Gigantes won fairly handily last night. As we speak, game Three is going on, and it has been a back and forth battle. Uh, tonight, we are only in the bottom of the fourth inning, and there has been about four lead changes. It's six-five Gigantes with a home run from Marcel Ozuna, formerly of the Atlanta Braves, who's uh, had a had a bit of a, a problematic year Ten and a suspension. Um, so, so we're only in game three. It's tied up at one each. The home game has won both games, and. The ball seems to be flying out tonight because it's a six to five game in the bottom of the fourth and the teams show no sign of stopping this scoring. So get over to your MLB app and watch some Gigantes Estrellas. 
Buzzer beater. Good job. I will. Yeah. Oh, job, wait, hang on. And, oh. and if you're struggling to find a friend, <laughs> if you can't find a friend to watch these games with, Yankees podcaster and streamer, Joe's McFly of the, of the noted Pinstripe Strong podcast, has been streaming these games and doing watch parties on his Twitch stream. So uh, join Joe's on his Twitch stream if you need company while you're watching these games. I know I will. So, so could you talk to Joe's and, and be like, "Hey, I was what talking do you to think? him last night." No, are you serious? Yeah, you're on TV. <laughs> I'm on Twitch, Twitch or whatever. Well, that's the same thing, as far as I know. TV for kids. Yeah, right. that's what all the Gen Zs are doing. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, wow. Joe's is okay. Joe's is, is fighting a good fight. He's trying to promote Dominican baseball. He uh, grew up in the Dominican, I think, for his first seven or eight years as a kid and then moved to the Bronx. So uh, he, he knows the sport. He knows the culture. So if you really want to get into it, follow Joe's stream and he has the game on every night. Nice. That's, That's good. cool. That's very cool. Okay, Rossi, that'll keep yeah. you busy. Thank you, Ab. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how happy I am that you, you brought that up. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus, I mean, you've been talking about it all week. Once these five games you are over, got, you got me watching. For you about got 10 me watching minutes. it because that NFL game was so bad. I, was, I know exactly, Kev. I was like, but I'm do you guys know what comes then... after this? Because we might not have MLB uh, for a few months. After this, we have the Siri del Caribe, where What's the that? Caribbean yeah, teams enough. all play against against each other. You get Puerto Rico. <laughs> You get Dominican Republic, you up. get Panama, you get Mexico. I'm getting hungry. Every year they play, and it's <laughs> think, not like the we're... national teams. Are you talking about it's baseball like... or, or world cuisine? <laughs> Dinner. I did, although, Ross, to your... No, your, I'm losing I, you guys. I saw Panama play Cuba in Italy in 1998 in the World Cup of Baseball. Well, this is different. This is this Caribbean. That's pretty series. cool, right? No, I know, but it was it was pretty interesting. And those are those are teams, right? Can you guys Ross. hear? Me? Yeah, those are the teams yeah. that win those win those other competitions, right? And they kind of have a, a a playoff, right? Well, yeah, these are the teams who won their domestic league right. that go on to this. It's not a national team as we know it. In correct, other it's more like it's more like let's just put it in in. Uh, it's like the like champion Champions League, League of baseball in the yes. Caribbean. Yes, exactly. It's like if yeah. the Padres won the World Series and then went and played uh, teams from other Manchester countries. United. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> well, my feed is coming out. My feed is cutting out. So I'm going to take this as an opportunity to thank you all. It's been a wonderful discussion. And I hope everyone has a great week and enjoy the football. And we will talk to you next week. Right. That, sounds great. Okay. that sounds great. Love you guys. you guys last week. Ciao. Thank you. Love you Bye. too. Okay. See you Bye, guys. Babe. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, my God. It's so baseball.